please welcome Betty White. All right. Now, Betty, um, what are we going to do tonight? I'm going to kick some ass! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. One, two, three, four. La, 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 la. Show with Mark, episode number 408. I'm your host, Blake. I'm bring on my co hosts first of all, the biggest film podcasting man who's starring in the new new version of The Office, Sal. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yes, uh, I am now the owner of the paper company. Under <laughs> I almost forgot the name. It's and, all good. Uh, I am currently typing an email, so please excuse me. No worries. If, 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 I'm going to get a lot of street cred right losses. I've never seen The Office. So you could have messed up with it, but I'm not going to get it. So it's all good. <laughs> um, let me bring on our other co host, the man who apparently got a haircut today for a dinner date tonight. <laughs> Mark, Dad, how you doing? Doing well. No. no. <laughs> I mean, no. Get I mean, no. It gets it every time. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, Actually, I think I found a name for Sal's Paper Company. 
What? Libby toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is here. I don't know. See? She is there there she, she is. is. Always in the office. All ready to go. She's always there for you. All right. Well, of course, um, this is going to be a day of a show of tributes throughout the show because obviously we had to open up a little bit of Betty White tribute from when she hosted Raw. One of the um, probably one of the better hosting hosts of WWE Raw back in that era. Oh yeah, and a little help from the, from Paul Wright, the big show there. Um, there is a bit later when she plays poker with the with the with the new age outlaws, which I did not include here, which cracked me up rewatching it. Not gonna lie, that cracked me up. Um, and also Strip poker, no, just regular poker. It was okay, raw, PG era, right. PG era. But yeah. she probably would have enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then I did I use the opening for um, Full House, Carly Jensen's version of Everywhere You Everywhere You Look. Uh, I mean, honestly, it was, it was actually the best version of that song I can find, and we will do more tributes later on in the show. Um, how about we start the show, shall we? Okay. Help support the show, if I know the pattern, you can find the show and our product we work on, including AirPay Apex, starting in about a month at theblakeandsalshow.com. Sal? Uh, yes, and you can uh, you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, and Reams of paper and more from our T Public store. Uh, click on the T Public link or go to our website uh, and go to uh, T Public and search a boy Casal show. Uh, and you can also go to belowthecollar.com and search the show there. Yes, you can um, get that. Although, who said man can't multitask? Do we have the NFL coaching applications in stock yet? No, no, oh. I'm trust me. After the break, you will hear. Why I'm actually wearing giant blue today, which I was not planning on doing, but I am wearing giant blue today. So right after the break. All right. Um, before I get to that, um, quick plug. I feel like I, 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 I've been on this podcast so many damn times the last year that I, I think I opened up the show at least, I think this is the 15th time I've been on the show. Um, yeah, all, well. about, all about the Mount Disney podcast. I am part of the 2022 predictions panel. It went up this past Monday. So go check it out over there. Links are everywhere, as always. All right. Before we get to um, our tribute section of the show, I had two things. The funny part is that when I originally wrote up this run sheet, mm-hmm. I actually had to change the first line of this. Because when I originally typed up the run sheet, um, the Giants hadn't fired Joe Judge yet. <laughs> and I was going to come on the air and complain about the fact that they had not fired Joe Judge. Well, surprise. And so yesterday, I'm sitting, I, 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 was, I think I was just about to come to dinner. Yes. I'm making dinner. And all of a sudden, my phone went off. And I could not have been fucking happier when I saw at the high school, gym, the high school football coach, Joe Judge, is no longer the coach of the New York Giants. I am so fucking happy because he was an embarrassment to the fucking team. Well, and at yeah. first, didn't they get rid of the general manager first? Dave Gentleman, Gentleman retired. A quotation marks retired. retired. Because he was, that was, they, they say he retired. They were going to fire him anyway. So he retired. Um, Joe Judge, they were going to wait until the new, the new general manager. But I, I was listening to um, Curtin Roberts from mm-hmm. the fan. And I listened to Curtin Roberts also the Tiki and, Ter- Tiki and Tarani off the fan too. By the way, I love their show. And for two days straight, Giants fans were calling and complaining. Why are they not firing your judge? 
Why are they not firing the judge? And right by the end of Curtin and Roberts yesterday, they fired Joe Judge. And I'm like, oh my God, they listened to everybody. They listened. Oh, I was so happy. <laughs> my, I don't think there is or was a valid reason for him to stay on. No, there wasn't. Especially yeah. after they they went they had they won four games. They won I what was it, nine nine games over two seasons? Or like ten games over two seasons with him. That's and um, including six straight games where they scored two touchdowns. That, that, that's a, a really piss poor record. Yes. So goodbye. Next step, bring a new GM in, bring a new coach. And see if Daniel Jones is still, you know, at all can play in New York. We'll and, find out uh, in the next it, couple months. Uh, we wish you well on your future endeavors. I'm sorry. No, I don't actually. <laughs> I don't wish you on your future endeavors. I hope you never coach again. Um, <laughs> He'll go back to college. Do, and if you do, and if you do, I, yep. hope, you, I hope you code for Dallas. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving right along. Um, other news that broke on New Year's Eve. Because trust me, it wasn't New Year's Eve wasn't a shitty enough day as it was, and we'll get to why in a few minutes. Yeah. It was a shitty enough day as it was. Um, news broke right, I don't know, about like nine o'clock, ten o'clock, that um from Impractical Jokers World, that Joe Gatto, Joe Gatto was leading the Impractical Jokers. And um, his wife also announced that they were separating. And um, yeah, so that happened on New Year's Eve. Uh, as a Joker's fan, it was sad. And I feel like me and Mandy went through the seven stages of grief over like three days with that news. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. So I will ask the question and, and uh, you know, that was it because he was spending a lot of time on the Jokers that do you say the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the story. Okay. I don't want to. I don't know the story. I don't want to know. Okay. All I know is he decided to step away from the Jokers to concentrate on his family, which are good for him. Okay. Um, and I was all doom and gloom until listening to this week's episode of Tell Him Steve Dave, where Q, that's what it's Q's podcast with um, Walt Flatigan and um, Brian Johnson. Right. And he went on and said, We're, we're filming next week. We're filming. Okay. Me and Sal. It does not look like they're replacing Joe. It is just going to be the three of them. And they're going to go on the show. They got to finish season nine. They have a whole season 10 to film still. And they're going to go ahead and do the show and see what I, happens. And they pretty much asked the fans, I, come I, back, do the show with us. Finish I, up with I, us. Am, I am hoping, beyond hope, that his personal situations get corrected and that he comes back into the Jokers because... This is the guy, I mean, he could improv very quickly and, and, and come up with some character or come up with something. Oh, no, I, I, I'm sad to see him go. I'm sad. Yeah. And plus the fact, see, you only know the on the air. He was doing behind the scenes production. He ended the show for three seasons. So, like, he was doing a whole bunch of stuff for the show no one even knew about. So, like, uh, I'll throw you to my interview with Casey Jost. I'll actually throw the link up in our profile on the bottom because it's I interviewed Casey Jones a couple of years ago. Okay. I'll throw it to that because it, it broke down all the behind the scenes of the practical jokers on that interview. So that was a great interview to listen to. Um, we have a lot of sad stuff to get to, so let's throw it over there. Let's go to our as I was joke as I told Sal our tribute section. Um, and before we get to the big ones, the big ones, I have to just throw one out there personally. Um, that's someone at the fan, I segue from the Impractical Jokers, a fan of comic book men and the Kevin Smith universe. Rob Bruce passed away at the age of 62. Apparently, he had a bunch of health problems. 
and um, he died. Unfortunately, he died alone in his in his like area where he was. He would take care of all of his pop culture toys and everything else. He died alone, which is right. sad on its own right. But I'm um, 62 years old, way too young. If you watch Comic Men, he was their um, pop culture that popped up all the time to help them yep. price things. And I mean, he also exactly the producer of the show and things like that. Like he actually well, got him signed on by AMC to be the executive producer. So like it was a big deal. So like it's sad to see someone like this go. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, I had actually had him planned to be on Clerks Minute for Clerks 2 and things just fell through. Mm. So I like, guess it just didn't happen, unfortunately, to get him on Clerks Minute when I wanted to. Sal, do you have anything to say I'm on this one? You should be watching comic book, man. I know I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, just just a shame. I mean, 62 is young, like you said. So really young. Yeah. <laughs> See, Dad, 62 is young. Let's throw that out there. <laughs> Thank you. Let's throw it out there. Let's throw it out there. Um, got any thoughts? Yeah, 62 is young and the way he died was it, it seemed so um sudden no uh where he died by himself it was just you know so uh i, I guess you you kind of want to say lonely and in solitude and you know no one i mean when here here you go when you die i don't think no one wants to die by themselves and we'll get to another one later. Trust me. We'll get but, to one later um, that's even bigger than this. Did, <laughs> um, any feedback from Kevin Smith regarding? No, I, just just tributes. Just tributes. I know on um on um um well, the Fat Man Beyond, he did a tribute to him at the top of the show. They did a tribute to him, Steve Dave as well. Okay. So I've been listening to a lot. I listen. I just they're both of the show the part of vacation. So like I just I listen to their shows. Okay. So, okay. One more before we get to the big ones. Big ones. Cindy Portier passed away. 94 yes. years old from natural yeah. causes. I'm not gonna like, I gotta lie. Natural causes is always a good way to go. I hate to say it that way, but like 94 years old, that's impressive. <laughs> it's really, really <laughs> fucking impressive. So <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm with a doggy. Um <laughs> part of the mailman. To, uh, <laughs> how cliche. Um I'll tell you more cliche later. I'll tell you more cliche later. later. God. <laughs> to, make it, to make it to 94 and pass naturally is pretty damn impressive, mm-hmm. especially with a pandemic going on. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Especially a legend like him. It's one of those things where in the Broadway world, he's a legend. In the regular mm-hmm. world, he's a legend. And there's not many people that can say that. There's not many people that can say he's a legend in two big time worlds like that. Dad, any, any thoughts? Uh Sydney Forty, a, a pioneer in, in acting and in instituting to get more people of color in, in, into acting on Broadway. Uh, he knew that there had to be, uh, I guess, a, a, if you want to use niche, uh, for people of color to come to act in uh, television and, and movies and Broadway. Um, he the advocate for this uh the the two big films uh guess who's coming to dinner with uh, spencer tracy which i believe won academy award and then in the heat of the night uh where he played uh tibbs which led to the television series a lot later 
but yeah, he's a pioneer in acting in television and in Broadway, and he's going to be very, very sadly missed. And uh, what can you say? He's done it all. All right, so I'm going to set this one up. I'm going to set this up. So it's New Year's Eve. Um, I'm actually about to get on the bike to do my final workout of the year, and I'm watching the Devils game. And I'm talking to Sal. We're talking about the Devils. We're not talking about anything else. We're literally talking about the Devils. And then he texts me, and he's freaking out. Like, freaking out. And I'm like, uh-oh, what happened? And he, <laughs> he's texting me, and I immediately texted a friend of ours. And I'm like, this happened. And he, she's like, this can't be real. I'm like, Sal told me. He's like, oh, it must be real. <laughs> <laughs> that happened, by the way, Sal. That happened. That happened twice. That happened two different times. <laughs> I had to say, Sal told me for it to be like, oh, it must be real. It came from Sal. <laughs> but um, I think everyone knows what we're talking about. But we have to do it, right? Betty White passed away at the age of 99. Complications of a stroke, it sounds like. And I'm just gonna throw it, Sal. Sal, this is yours. I, I was waiting. I, I knew I had to throw it to you first. It is yours. So go ahead, Sal. So uh, <laughs> people online are 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 saying that we're giving her the credit to making it to 100 because okay. she lived through like 24 leap years. And she died, what was it, 16 days before her birthday or 18 yes. days before her birthday? Oh, by the so, way, two credit words, dude. People Magazine put out a cover celebrating her 100th birthday literally days before she died. So, yeah. I, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're giving her the credit there. Uh, so, Fair we're enough. saying that she made it to 100 because that's what everyone wanted. Fair um, enough. Ironically, I think it was that day or the day after when uh, I got my email confirmation that my Betty White pop was ordered. Oh. I sent it to you. I don't remember. I think it was um, that day. I think it was that I think it was day. That it, was same day. Yeah, it was a couple hours later. It was a couple hours yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like, you know, like, you know, Barnes and Noble, read the room or whoever it was. Well, but, but they probably didn't know. They probably, they probably had automatic, <laughs> automatic to think about it. And yeah, they made both still. But yeah, I was, um, well, everyone says Sal said it because it's true. I, you're the biggest Golden Girls fan that I know, like by far the biggest Golden Girls fan that I know. Yes. Why? I, I was always asking you, and I'll ask you here. Why are you the Golden um, Girls fan? <laughs> it's like it's like one of those cult following things. It's like you know you really can't explain it, but there's just a big fan base, and there still is to this day. And it's just I don't know. It's just it's I don't want to say it withstood the test of time but it kind of has i mean like it's it's still funny the jokes still hit you know what i mean like it's they they, they talk about real world problems that are still happening today um you know I, I, and it's just it's just funny i'm sorry it's just 
it's absolutely hysterical. That's fine. And, uh, That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, kind of just doesn't go away, I guess you can say. Yeah. And um, it was funny. I'll, I'll tell you that in a second. I, I text Sal as I'm, I'm little. This happens to me when I'm working. I think I like, I'm thinking about the show because we had a show this week and I wanted to do a tribute. And I'm like, I had an idea for our second one that we'll get to, our next one that we'll get to in a minute. But I'm like, Sal, send me something funny. I need something funny. We can't go outside. We can't send out any white sad. And we'll get to the clip you sent me. It's one of the longest clip we're going to play on the show in a long time, but it's worth it. Before we do that, Dad, your thoughts, Betty White. Wow. What can I say? Um, the media hyped up before this happened at about her 100th birthday, and they gave her celebrations. Uh, no one knew that what was going to happen next. Um, she got very well uh, received when she was playing Sue Ann and Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, and oh, her character just morphed into something else during that run in the series. Uh, but before that, uh, she was a regular guest on her husband's game show, Password, Alan Ludden. And I remember her uh, for basically a lot of outtakes that they had to bleep because she would just like <laughs> blur out the first thing that came to her mind. You know, That's and, funny. And, That's and, funny. And, 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 and the thing is, people said, you know, there are times she could even swear worse than a truck driver. Oh, um, and, uh, you know, she, great humanitarian with the animals, uh, dogs, her and Al Ludden uh, always said, you know, the best dogs to get for rescue dogs from shelters uh, hey, we- and, and uh, other endangered species. And they were very big into that. Uh, so they are great humanitarians. Uh, and I'm not sure how many dogs she had there with her before she died, but um, oh god! I, all I can say is she's an entertainment superstar, and she's kind of done a little bit of everything, and she is going to be greatly missed in the entertainment community. Uh, but she'll be remembered for her wonderful uh, jokes and stories, and. Uh, all these touching tributes, they, uh, you know, don't do her justice, but I guess St. Olaf needed her more than we needed her. So, um, so while you're telling that story, I, Sal is showing us his, um, golden girls collection and, um, it is impressive. <laughs> it is impressive. <laughs> like, wow. This is impressive yep. that we're seeing Funkos and James and, all the kind of stuff. It's it's real. It's it's bigger than his Britney collection. It's crazy. I it is. <laughs> you know, Spencer's. I, 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 I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think in in every episode there had to be a reference with Saint Olaf, and her stories were just hysterical. Well, speaking of stories, speaking of stories, Sal, why don't you set up what you sent me? Because this might be one. This actually is now going to be a tribute to the Golden Girls themselves. Now, all three of them. Now that this kind of turned into this went from we'll do a tribute to Betty White to now this clip you sent me is almost a tribute to all three of them. So Sal, what is the clip you sent me? Okay, so um, this was probably by far one of the funniest St. Olaf stories that she ever told on the show. Uh, from what I understand and what I read, um, the story that she tells is completely improvised. It was not scripted. 
Nice. Um, because they wanted they wanted to throw the other girls like off track while filming and they had no clue. So their their laughter and and them trying to hold their laughter on screen is completely genuine and they didn't cut any of it out. It's just like a one take. Yeah, I, I noticed it while watching it. I, I was so uh, so so South sent me this clip. I'm at work. I'm in a hazmat room and <laughs> I have my headphones in. I have my headphones in. And listening to a podcast, but I wanted to see what Sal sent me. So I'm sitting there. It's about three minutes. We'll play the whole thing. I am literally cackling, cackling, laughing. And I had that room with headphones on it. And, you're that, well, and it's around 7 a.m. So people are just coming to work. So people are probably walking out of this room, hearing somebody laughing, having no idea why I'm laughing. <laughs> zero clue. Did, did your side hurt? It was really funny. So I'm going to mute out. I'm going to play this. It's really, really funny. This is a tribute, not only to Betty White, but to the entire Golden Girls cast. This is brilliant. Here we go. This is, I believe it's called The Great Herring War. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right, I have had it. Thanks to all this constant bickering, I have a splitting headache. Oh, girls, let's face facts. The three of us just can't agree on anything. I mean, it is obvious we were not meant to live together. I hate to agree with you, but I think you're right. I think so, too. In fact, I know so. This is exactly what happened during the Great Herring War. <laughs> the Great Herring War? Yes, between the Lindstroms and the Johanssons. Oh, that Great Herring War. <laughs> the two families controlled the most fertile herring waters off the coast of Norway, so naturally it seemed like it would be in their best interest to band together. Oh, boy, was that a mistake. You see, they couldn't agree on what to do with the herring. Oh, well, that's understandable. I mean, the possibilities are overwhelming. <laughs> exactly. The Johansons wanted to pickle the herring, and the Lindstroms wanted to train them for the circus. <laughs> Weren't they kind of hard to see riding on the elephants? <laughs> Oh, not that kind of circus. It, a herring circus. Sort of like SeaWorld. Uh, only smaller. <laughs> much, much smaller. <laughs> but bigger than a flea circus. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, tell me, Rose. Um... <laughs> Did they ever shoot a herring out of a cannon? <laughs> But they shot him into a tree. <laughs> After that, no other herring would do it. Oh. <laughs> You're making this up. I am not. My grandfather told me that story. <laughs> of course, he also used to call me by my sister's name. <laughs> And sometimes he'd wear his underwear on the outside of his pants. <laughs> I guess he wasn't a very reliable source. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, girls. Girls, do you realize what just happened? Well, I know I've been having a very good time, and there wasn't even a man in the room. <laughs> just a fluke or do you think we could learn to like each other well i i think it might take time but but i think it could be worth it let's give it a shot great <laughs> i'm gay okay, okay. <laughs> oh.
<laughs> Wait a minute. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I know it's awful, but I have this incredible sweet tooth. What is it? Cheesecake. What kind? Chocolate. Oh, I think this could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> That was too funny. I, I, oh my that was God. too funny. Betty White, brilliant, brilliant. You could tell it was improv. Just watching them, you could tell that was improv. You yeah. could tell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love that they didn't cut it out. No, yeah, you can't you don't do that anymore. That's absolutely right. You know, <laughs> Betty White's character and B. Arthur's character, it was like at times watching like the female Abbott and Stello. One was the straight man, and the other one. Was there to tell the jokes and the punchline? It, it was it was great. They had a great mm. chemistry with that cast. And then um Betty also did Hot in Atlanta with uh Valerie Bertinelli and Cotton Cleveland. Thank you, Cotton Cleveland. There it is. My there you go. But All yeah, right. the 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 cast there said she was great and she was cracking him up because when they had the cameras off. She would tell these phenomenal jokes that just left everyone like laughing and in, in tears and sight hurting. So I mean, she was just a gas to be with. Yeah. So rest in peace, Betty White. As Sal said, you did reach hundred. I think there is a a, a a um comic that I sent Sal and I sent a bunch of people because it's great. It was um Betty White up in heaven and. Them saying you know you're great when you live 99 years and people still say you still you still say you're too young to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, absolutely legend. legend. Betty, Betty is with the rest of the Golden Girls. True. So yeah, she is. Let's move on. We have one more here. Unfortunately, we have one more here. So I opened up the show with the Full House theme, well, Fuller House theme, but close enough. And I was like, I have to do something different here. The tribute here, and we do have another show I can choose from. And um, I sent Sal a tease of what I have planned here um, mm-hmm. on Snapchat when I was putting together the show. And um, I figured, what the hell? Instead of playing Full House again, I'd do this. We got laughs from coast to coast to make you smile. A real vibe look at each of you. Next door, they never told you might be a star tonight. So let that camera roll. You're the red, white, and blue. All the fun and things you do. America, America, this is you. I had not heard that in so long. That is a really funny some videos. 1990 version of the theme song hosted by none other than Bob Saget, who passed away from a sounds like a heart attack suddenly at age 65. Probably one of the more surprising deaths I've seen in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one, this, heart, this was a heartbreaker. This was a heartbreaker the other day. And I, I didn't want to throw out there. I had a conversation with a friend of ours about this. I respect Bob Saget on Full House. Fuller House, America's Funny Videos, great voice of childhood. 
I was never a fan of his comedy. I think it's way too raunchy even for me. And I am a, and I like doing this. I saw Jim Norton live, and Bob Saget's comedy is too raunchy for me. <laughs> that says a lot. Um, but you take that out. You take that out. He's an absolute TV legend. Everybody's dad growing up on television, TGIF, and Full House is one of the only shows that actually was almost more successful moving off of TGIF onto a new night than it was on TGIF, which is pretty impressive. Um, and I, I was so glad that they ended Fuller House the way they did now, where, a spoiler alert for those who didn't watch the last season of Fuller House, I'm just curious, but it's out there, where um, Stephanie had a kid and named a girl, and they named the girl Daniel Tanner and shortened it to Danny Tanner, which was a great mm-hmm. moment. And then they also had the wedding where he got to walk um, Stephanie and DJ down the aisle, which was amazing. And like it was really cool. Um, oh, and Kimmy, I think I wanted Kimmy. He got to walk Kimmy down the aisle too, so that was really cool. Um, and that was really awesome. And they got to go out on their own note on that show, and I'm so glad they got to do it. But 65 is way too young. Um, it reminded me a lot of Eddie Guerrero's death, where it's in a hotel. He right before going to a show, and he had a heart attack, and they find him in a hotel room. That's what this reminded me of. That's exactly what this reminded me of the minute it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad, I'm going to throw it to you first on this one. Uh, like you said, America's favorite dad. Um, <laughs> Mr. Clean, the nickname. So they gave him on the show because True. he would basically take things like a dust buster and, you know, clean off the table, you know, cobwebs yeah. in, in, in the walls. You know what the funny part was? I had vacuum in the vacuum. I had a hard time finding a clip because a lot of the stuff that made it funny was visual. Like there was so right. many visual jokes. I had a hard right. time finding a clip for the show. Right. Everything was funny, but it was more visual jokes than anything else. You know, <laughs> he was always meticulous in how the, the, the house looked, the court set looked. But, but, but at the same uh, time, though, he was a good character. <laughs> I mean, he was one of those that uh, he would basically as but treat the kids like his own and and he did that and basically related to the the, the younger cast uh and had a good rapport with john stamus and dave Boyer. and like i said it, it, he america's favorite dad you know he, everyone wished that their dad was like danny tanner you know uh and of course you know uh i He's very, you know, it's a stand-up comedian. Like you said, he had his, his raunch act. Uh, but there was a picture that popped up the other day with him and Jim Carrey and how young they looked. And and mm-hmm. I know Jim Carrey's taking his heart along with John Stamos and a lot of other people. And, wow, I mean, that's a big part of uh, pulp culture that, that, that just is gone. And he, yeah. you know... <sighs> There's none of good things you can say about the man, except that, you know, I'm glad that he did Full House and Floor House uh, because it showed a different side of him that I don't think anyone got the chance to see. Um, and one thing, actually, for those who don't know, on the podcast, that he had a podcast that literally, obviously, I pulled to have an episode out on Monday. He recorded the, he recorded the show. They never put the episode up, but it's called Bob Saget's Here For You, where he interviewed a whole bunch of his celebrity friends. I listened to a couple episodes. It's actually a really, he's a really fantastic interviewer. 
mm-hmm. on that podcast. Like it was fantastic. Um, for an episode, an episode I listened to was recently with him and Tom Berger on, which was entertaining as hell. That was a fantastic interview. So if you want to listen to more of him, go listen to that podcast. It's definitely worth it. Sal, you and me are on the same age. We grew up with TGIF. We grew mm. up with these shows. Your thoughts? Um, I remember, you know, we used to always watch Full House every week. And uh, obviously we used to watch uh, America's Funniest Home Videos every week when that was on as well. And um, I remember watching him on Full House and just thinking, like, just how, like, neurotic he was. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, um, but he played that role so well. And I really cannot picture anybody else doing that role um, because he just, he did it so flawlessly and so perfectly. Um, as far as like his comedy, I mean, I think it's hysterical because it's just such a 180 to what we're used to seeing from him <laughs> um, and the shock value of it all. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just such a shame because um, he did a comedy show the night before, like hours before actually. Yeah. Yep. And he put out, a, he put out a tweet about how much fun he had. And then a few, few hours later he was gone. He texted his daughter immediately too. He texted his daughter right at, right before he passed away too. So mm-hmm. like it was a well he was this it was this first show of his new comedy tour like he was literally about to go around the country to do a tour, right? Right to start a tour and I actually looked up he wasn't coming here, but I did look it up to see if he was they were literally before the website the website that I wanted to check the schedule to right. see if they were coming to Chicago or Milwaukee now he was not coming into this area but mm. still it, it's a it really is a tragedy especially at sixty five and um Mandy had me look this up he was the oldest of the three of them by the way. Oh, okay. Um, he is the oldest. Um, Dave Cluet, I think I started with 62. Mm-hmm. And John Samos is 58. <laughs> From what I've heard... I can't believe John Samos is 58. From what I heard, because they were such a tight-knit group, uh, the gentlemen were like brothers to each other, and that's how that's they true. were on, on the show. And even in real life, they kept in touch. When Full House was taken off, they still kept in touch and, and they made sure that everyone was okay. Uh, and then when Fuller House came up, of course, um, you know, they had to be in touch and see if they can come in and do cameos or, or, or do parts of scenes. So, I mean, that that's a cast that basically, for the most part, kind of kept in contact with each other, minus the Olsen twins. Olsen twins. Yeah. But, the Olsen twins are the only ones that didn't show up on Fuller House. They're the only ones that didn't yeah. show up on the show. Everyone else did. Yeah. Every other person showed up on that. And yeah. some, they, they pulled in, they were pulling in like Cobra Kai like cameos where they were going to do a deep cut from like season right. three of Full House. Just to randomly have on the joke because someone thinks it's funny. Like, <laughs> it's funny. And somebody gets the joke. Like yeah. Jack and Cobra Kai does. Where do they pull out these random cameos that nobody understands? <laughs> it's the same mentality. So, okay. So, like I said, I was trying to find a tribute like we did for Betty White. And I couldn't find anything crazy because, well, most of his jokes were. Like, meant, like visual jokes and visual gags. But I did find something. And it's Danny Tanner singing with Jesse and the Rippers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a ridiculous sentence to say. Oh, out loud. oh my God. Here we go. And um, let's throw it to this. This is a lot shorter than the Betty White thing, but here we go. By the way, I'll put the video link up of it, both the clips, because the video of this is you and fired in the audio. 
energy. One, two. We get around. Things they do look awful cold. Hope I die before I get old. Our generation can't touch it. Can't touch it. Our generation, baby. Why don't you all fade away? Don't try and dig what we all say. I'm just talking about my generation. My generation. My generation, baby. The funny part about that is um, he's dancing in leather pants, and um, Kimmy and, um, and DJ come in. And he's literally back to them, shaking his ass in leather pants as they're walking at the front door. <laughs> oh, Call Livy dancing for a quick if, second. If, there. I did. I saw that. I saw if, if I remember right, the name of the club was Smash Club. The Smash Club. That wasn't in the Smash Club. That was actually um, at the house. That clip was actually at the house. So I do have another clip of the, from the Smash Club. I'll play after the show later. Um, um, so let's actually. Okay, he was. We're thinking that we're going to take a break. Good. The Aristocrats, right? With the uh-huh. comedy tour, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed that movie, but I don't know. I, I, it's funny to someone that enjoyed Shock Jock Radio as much as I did. I, I just that movie was too much for me. <laughs> it was just too much for me. Just, uh, a, a, a little too too, too mature, too blue. Not mature, <laughs> too blue. <laughs> Way too blue for my personal go. standards. But there I can see go. it. So I can't say it. I can complain about it because it's for it. That's my always been my rule. All right, we're going to take a break because we've, we've almost got an hour. We haven't gotten everything yet. So we'll go to break. We'll come back and we'll get into all the wrestling stuff. It's so really cool for the Easter boy, Rick Flair, to come on here and say a thing or two. Quite frankly, you all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. Oh, what a rush. Oh, what a don't worry, you could have seen the commando. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Akuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Stop. Listen. Because. 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 I am Lance Catamaran. All right, so before we, so earlier you heard the dog barking to um bark dog dog barking and you said that it's very cliche. So earlier I wanted to tell the story because I wanted to interrupt if anyone should be tell the story. Um, earlier, um, I was at work and Mandy sent me a clip of Snoopy underneath her desk upstairs and then barking at the phone. She heard it and started barking at the phone at herself. <laughs> and the dad told me that she barked at her reflection in the mirror in his room. <laughs> <laughs> is it the same dog that 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 what is that what commercial is that with the doorbell rings and everything completing out and ever since? Like yeah, the I mean, and, her, and she started barking at the commercial because the doorbell rang and she's like at the front door <laughs> every time. <laughs> so yeah, she's extremely cliche. 
when she sees her reflection in the mirror on, on the headboard, she grumbles like it's another dog. And it's like, why doesn't this dog like move? This is my house. It's very cliche, but I had to bring that up. You mentioned it earlier. I had to make sure I told that story. <laughs> there you go. All right. So um, last week we had Rich Van on. We pretty much went to every zone company. And went through everything. Sal, we went almost to our lives because we previewed like every single fucking two weeks ago. I mean, we previewed like every fucking show that went on in the last two weeks. Every single one that we previewed with Rich. And then last week, we took the week off. Um, so we were going to go through a, a bunch of the companies today. We're not going to do spend two hours doing this like we did last time, but we okay. do have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, quick, quick stuff, big stuff. But we'll start with a quick story over at Impact Wrestling. Um, Tom Havigan, who better known as Tom Phillips, everyone's favorite commentary robot, is debuted <laughs> as um, play by, the play-by-play man replacing Matt Stryker at Hard to Kill, now the voice of Impact Wrestling. I'm excited for that. I, I actually might actually watch Impact this week. Between that and the uh, Roxy Deanna Perazzo match that's happening this Thursday, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might actually have to watch Impact this week um, on Friday morning. I'm not watching it live. But... I, <laughs> um, Dad, your thoughts on um, formerly known as Tom Phillips, now as the voice of Impact? I think that'll be a breath of fresh air for the organization. Uh, why um, Matt Stryker was let go, I'm not sure. He sucks, but he sucks. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> as much as I like him, friend of the show, he's been on the show a couple of times back in the day, he still sucks as a commentator. Good guy, he, he, commentator. I mean, <laughs> you know, Matt Stryker's not a bad guy, but he'll probably end up going back to MLW, I guess. I, I don't I don't care. That's the problem. I don't care. Oh, there <laughs> you go. With that. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this. Sal, any thoughts on this? I know you don't watch Impact, but any thoughts on this? Um, I mean, good for him. Yeah, good job. <laughs> good, I'm, good happy for him. For him. I'm happy that he had a job. I'm actually kind of happy because I actually liked him a lot. So I'm actually very happy for him. Um, hard to kill happened this weekend. There was nothing major happening except they apparently are doing a Ring of Honor invasion to keep the Ring of Honor name alive. Yeah. a couple of months so good for them okay so good for them i guess i guess that i'm gonna watch or at least find the match between roxy and beyond i don't know how i want to do a two-hour right back wrestling show just to watch one match well i'll figure it out this week uh, <laughs> i'll figure that out yeah by there the time go. the show goes up on friday morning i will have seen the match either way uh okay. <laughs> which aboard aw company we all care about um first things first we had a couple of big title situations i am so happy except i was like a year off Jurassic Express finally won the AEW World Tag Team Championships from Lucha Lucha Bros. I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. I didn't expect it, which is always a good thing for a good title change. I did not expect it, but I was happy to see it. Unfortunately, Ray Phoenix got hurt in Badly. that match, which is one of the <laughs> grossest things I've seen on television in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Since Sid Vicious. Business. Yeah, I think so. I might actually go up there. I might just be one of the girls who do since then. But um, he did. He he will be out for a while. They haven't given a timetable yet on how long he's going to be out. But um, thoughts on Jurassic Express and even the Ray, Ray Phoenix injury, Sal? Um, yay for Jurassic Express because I'm super excited because um, they just needed the title. I mean, they're just superstars and everyone wants to see them every week and they're like over a smoke right now, so like, why not? 
Um, and uh, Ray Phoenix, um, ouch, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and and speedy recovery to you, and enjoy your time off. Um, you know, not wrestling. Hi, um, I will say it is one step closer to JB becoming a triple crown champion. Um, dad, your thoughts? It was a phenomenal match, uh, back and forth, and uh. Everyone's pulling out all the stops, okay. and it, it was a great match to watch. Um, unfortunately, the injury to Ray Phoenix with that table uh, shot. Wow. Uh, you know, things happen. You know, what can you say? Um, it, it, no one's to blame. It just it happens. But now the titles are on Jurassic Express, and it's well-deserved for how hard they've worked and, and, and everything else. And now uh, – Let's see who their first opponent's going to be that wants to take the belts from them. Yeah, I'm excited because this kind of revitalizes the tag division a little bit. Kind of revitalizes things because it's not I, the same team. I mean, it's not the, Young Bucks or Lucha Bros. You got something the, different now, and I like it. The the team is so over. I mean, when the theme music hits, everyone. Oh, I mean, they're yeah, so, no. the red hat. By the way, I want to say. By the way, it was almost it was like almost a year to the day where they gave them that music. For when they won the belt. Oh, really? Because it was a Christmas present. Flat, Christmas 2020. And then almost just over one year later, they won the belt for time music, which is amazing. I, I, love, it. I love it that Jungle Boy's sister and mom and, and girlfriend were there to watch it. Well, on a day, of course. Very emotional. <laughs> you saw them, but and it well deserved. Very well deserved. <laughs> I will say, and I know um, Mandy mentioned this to me too. It was really cool to see him look up to the heavens to his dad. Right after he won the belt. Yeah. That was cool, too. That was a cool yeah. moment. Um, moving on. Jade Cardhill won the TBS Championship Tournament. Um, yeah. I guarantee he was meant to win. He was going to win this tournament when it started. I know, Sal, you're not a fan, so I'm going to throw it to you first. Um, I mean, the writings were on the wall. It was, like, pretty obvious that she was going to. Well, between her and Thunder Rosa, to be honest with you. But, uh, I mean, they were trying to build her up as this monster and you know, it's like what we, we discussed privately. Like, she's got the look. Like, that's for damn sure. Like, you can't take that away from her. She's got the look. But her in-ring needs to be, like, fine-tuned. And I think she just needs more practice on being better in the ring. Um, and then we can talk. But, I mean, whatever. So, they uh, they put the belt on her. That's fine. I mean, I'm hoping it's just not going to be a super long drawn out rain and uh you know let's see what she can do as i always say not you can't stay undefeated forever she's gonna have to lose a match and probably lose the title in that match um it'll probably be at a pay-per-view i think it'll be at a big pay-per-view and they'll like hype it up it's a big deal dad your thoughts uh from what i hear the talks that this whole tournament was basically hinged around her so i mean it was it was like from the jump street, everything was to make sure that, that she won and had the belt on her. Um, so like, like Sal said, handwriting was on the wall, the way the direction was, was going to be. Um, Jade, I, I think she needs to work not only in her ingering skills, but also on the mic. And I'm sure uh, she'll get better. But um, my thing is, I would love for her to go against Brandy Rhodes and oh see, what, see what happens. No. Well, I mean, they were feuding before 
Yeah, so you missed you missed the fact that that was a thing two weeks ago. You weren't here for that two weeks ago. The dad had this whole thing where Brady Rhodes going to win the CBS championship. This whole thing that went on two weeks ago. Like, oh my god, he had to bring that one back. Didn't he? he had to bring it back. <laughs> I mean, they were Rich shooting is, though, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yes. It was on Rhodes yes. at the top. I thought they figured that out Rhodes at the top. Oh yeah, yeah. Stop putting that in the universe. Stop putting that in the universe. Um, <laughs> Hey. So I, I miss Al though on the fact that I think she's she's green. She's green. She's not that good in the ring. Like she her matches have been good because she's been in the ring with good people. Like you're in the ring with Linda Rosa. You're in the ring with Soho. You're mm-hmm. not gonna have a bad match. You're right. not going to. But you get into the ring with somebody else and you have to lead a match. It's not going to be pretty. It's no. not. Like, I'm I'm kind of scared. When she goes to the ring with like some people that are on her same length and she can't carry it, you know, like it's not, I don't know, we'll find I mean, out what happens next. I mean, I don't know how it would be, but match between her and Nyla Rose, we did, we did that, we had that feud. Well, at least that makes sense because we did have that feud between her, or was it her and Thunder Rosa, that triple threat match we had randomly on Amber yes. page? Yeah, that ended up being really good, and it ended up being really good, but I think it was more Thunder Rosa and Nyla. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's let's go back and examine that situation. See that that is something I wouldn't mind actually. That do that rematch, triple threat rematch like that. I wouldn't mind that actually. That would actually be fun. Um, so we'll see what happens with that as we go. One last thing. Um, the last show we talked about Cody winning the TNT Championship. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> um, he got COVID apparently, or house somebody in the house got COVID or something. And um, they decided at Battle of the Belts to do an interim title, which I still don't understand why they did it, but whatever. Um, so Justin Rhodes got put in the match. It's like they took Run Rhodes up, put another Rhodes in, and it became Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes. Um, Sammy Guevara is now the interim TNT championship. Um, when people hear this, he will have already defended the title on TV against Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia. Um, Yay. I don't know. I. I by the way, so CJ is so like Cody did not COVID. He's just terrified of Sammy. He's gonna well lose to him again. Like he was, he's so bad at Cody right now. It's ridiculous. Um, so your thoughts? So, um, I mean, obviously, you really don't know ahead of time that you're gonna catch COVID or whatever the situation is. But like, what was the point of making Sammy drop the belt? If he was just going to win it back three weeks later, like that's a good point. point. That's a good point, especially if he was going to win this match. Anyway, I, don't right, know. I, I would assume yeah. that he was probably going to win regardless. Right? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's a good question. I said, a very good question. I don't have an answer to. I think valid question that I have no answer to. Dad, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, to drop the title and then drop it to Cody, then all of a sudden. Cody comes down with COVID that you were going to wrestle him anyways. And I, I think if the match would have went off, yeah, that Sammy would have gotten the belt. So would that mean that Cody would do a heel turn or would Sammy do a heel turn? Sammy's not turning heel. Cody, I think, is a heel. He just doesn't want to say he's a heel yet. So he's kind of like a semi-heel. He is a heel. Everybody but himself, apparently. So, I mean, now this leads to down the road is a match between Sammy and Cody to get, what, one belt? 
Yeah, I think that's exactly what this is leading to, which, okay. And I, I'm going to guess this headline, like that beach break show they're having in February. So I guess oh. it's going to headline that. I, I mean? Personally, I want to see Sammy kick Cody's ass. So, so what's so we'll that? Um, so, <laughs> real quick, I will go through this real fast. One of the reasons we didn't do a show last week, I drew a best stuff up. Um, Sal had some family stuff going on in our normal time slot. Um, I wanted to watch Wrestle Kingdom in our normal time slot on the weekday, and at night I was recording a lot of us. So that was the reason we didn't do a show last week. Let's just be honest here. Um, Wrestle Kingdom happened last week. It was a two-night event. I'm just going to run through the big title changes real fast. I'm not going to go stop. I'm going to run through real fast. Kazuchi Okada, he defeated Shin- Shingo Takagi and Will Ospreay to become the undisputed IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Um, Gato and, and Yoshihashi from Chaos, they beat the Dangerous Techers to win the IWGP World Heavyweight World Tag Team Championships. Um, Evil from the, um, from the House of Torture beat um, Toro Ishii to win the Never Open Weight Championship. Again, ugh. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi beat Kenta to win the IWGP United States Championship in a ridiculous hardcore match that apparently they had, a, they had to build their own ladder, which was insane. And it was like a ridiculously high ladder. Like, it's it, it, the kind of ladder that you put lights up in, not you use in a wrestling match. It was high. And um, Kenta came out with like multiple injuries, like multiple injuries. Like, it's bad. He had a messy January 8th show because all the injuries in this match. Wasn't Kenta supposed to do something with someone from AEW? I don't remember. I don't remember honestly. He had a thing with Mox, and then he had to come back since. So I think that's, I think that's what I'm thinking of. And yeah, then Tanahashi was supposed to show up, and he hasn't showed up yet. But um, that's right. Well, the pandemic it's because of the quarantine okay. and everything. We're going back to the pants. The only reason it hasn't happened yet because remember right. Mox called out Tanahashi, but Tanahashi hasn't right. been able to come up because New Japan had shows and, and I think the quarantine in Japan. Over that. <laughs> yeah, there are so many things going on. The only reason it hasn't happened yet. So Tanahashi is a U.S. champion. Kenta is still hurt. Um, and in a bizarre turn of events, Toriano is not the um, King of Pro, the promotional King of Pro Wrestling trophy holder. It is Amuno um, Suzuki. Um, he won that beating Toriano, Chase Owens, and Shima, who made his a prize appearance at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so that's that. Dad, any thoughts on these title changes? I know you haven't watched Wrestle Kingdom until like I did. Any uh, the one that I'm not really too pleased with is uh, the uh, Minoru Suzuki. I- I don't know. I don't know. Only time will tell. Yeah, I, I'm happy. I, I just want to throw out one last thing from here. Um, Kazuchi Okada, in an interview, said he wants to face Brian Danielson and or CM Punk. Ooh. So, if that means, so if that means he's coming to America and being AEW, I'm going to flip out. I'm not Ooh. going to lie. I'm going to flip out. <laughs> we're, 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 we're throwing down the gauntlet challenge. How about that? Yeah. He is my favorite New Japan wrestler. So if he shows up on AWTV, I won't freak out. Uh, <laughs> Just think you have Tony saying, The Rainmaker! That was so loud. I heard it in my headphones and through the door next to me. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. I thought it was funny. Um, let's move on. NXT. A lot happened in NXT in the last two weeks. We, oh, had, yeah. New Year's, we had New Year's Evil. Um, we had a couple of title changes. By the Mandy Rose is still the uh, women's champion. Sure, go with it. Um, apparently, <laughs> did it. They, I don't, I just, I'm in a weird situation with Hot Trash at this point. I don't know how to feel about them at this point. I'm not okay. Let me say something about that. I know a lot of people are complaining about NXT 2.0. NXT, I'm not having an issue with the show. 
It's not great. It's not. It's not black and gold NXT. It's not. But as I said to CJ, we were watching it last night, watching it on Tuesday night. If you go in not expecting a good show and you're willing to have some fun, it is good TV for that. Don't take it too seriously, and it's a good show. You know what I mean? Like if you're going in for two hours, let's have a little bit of fun. You'll see a good batch here and there. You know, that's great. But don't take it too damn seriously. <laughs> because then you then you're going to question why Wendy Chow is wrestling a match in her pajamas. And you're gonna wonder why that happened. And then, then you're not gonna instead of making fun of it, you're gonna take it way too seriously and put memes up online saying, What the fuck? Why is this happening? Don't do that. Just have some fun with it. Cause they're taking they're having fun with it already. Because they realize not a lot of people are watching it, so they're having some fun. Um Anyway, the two big things that happen at New Year's Evil, Carmel Hayes is the um, unified the North American Cruiserweight Championship. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, that they were getting rid of the Cruiserweight Championship. Good for them. Good. Whatever. If they weren't going to do anything with it, unify it with North America. This feels a lot like when they were unifying all the titles on Raw, because they really had too many titles on Raw during the Bischoff era. So, like, every week we had unification back trying to get rid of belts. <laughs> um, so that was that. And um, the big one, Braun Breaker, who um, came down to the ring and kicked the um, black and gold X on the stage during his entrance, which cracked me up. I love it. That, the big X that he did during, he did his entrance where he cracked, he, he kicked his way through a big X. And it was the big um, gold X that was in the backstage area for all the backstage interviews for the last five years. He oh, smashed okay. through that. That was the entrance. Okay. And then he beat the Monster Champa to win the NFC Championship. Okay. Now, was he leaving lie. now or what's going on with him? Champa, um, apparently Champa and Dunn were backstage at Raw. They're oh. both vaccinated at Raw, so don't be surprised if maybe they pop up in the Rumble at least. That wouldn't shock okay. me, like whatsoever. That'd be cool. I don't so know what their contract is. So he's like, ow. Um, <laughs> like, like, wondering, for the whole wondering, Libby just bit him. Libby just bit him. So he's okay traveling now, or what's I, I don't. I don't. I know he had. I know he was. He's been jumping on house show tours lately. Like, he's been all over the house show tours. Like he was at the garden. He was at the garden defending the title against P. Dunn. So like, I guess if he were gonna like, I guess until his contract for that, I don't know what contract for that. So I'm gonna expect he's gonna keep going until it does. Um, a post match, by the way, we didn't see it on the air. They had Ray Ryan off the air because even though the show went long, they still went longer in the arena. Where um, <laughs> Bron, Bron Breaker's dad, Rick Steiner, came down and gave him a big hug. And all this kind of stuff. So that's a pretty cool moment. I also want to make one note. I watched NXT this week. I gotta admit, he looked good with the belt. Like he looked good with the belt. They really changed the nameplates, by the way. I don't know how much you love that cell. Like, yep. They actually showed them changing the nameplates in the video package when the show started. They actually showed and it. Yeah, so Brock Lesnar's doesn't get changed. Like, what's that? I know, but, Brock, but, but Brock Raker is, is changed. Um, <laughs> but I gotta say it. He got in the ring, opened up NXT, and it almost felt like, yeah, this is his show now. This is his show. And he cut a great promo. It was like a two-minute promo. And I thought it was, he did a great job. And it looks like they're sending up him versus Santo Escobar for a match. Wow. That's okay. something fun. Because Santo Escobar opened the show and he actually came out when Braun was leaving and stared him down and stared down the belt. Oh. That's interesting. I'm intrigued with that. They did that. They pushed up Santo Escobar in the main event. That's cool. That'd be great. Um, Dad, I know you're a big... You, you, you've been in a weird up and down relationship with Broad Breaker ever since you did here. Right. Um, go ahead, your thoughts. <laughs> I, I think that he's going to be the new face of NXT. Um, and it was like passing the torch, Tommaso passing the title to 
Braun Breaker, uh, because there is a lot of potential with this young man to do things and, and storylines that I'm sure that they're jumping on the bit to figure out, you know, which direction the storyline is going to go. But um, with his lineage and everything in, in the training and, and him going through the NFL, I think it was a matter of time before he get some sort of belt around his waist, but to basically put a candle on top or a cherry on top, he got the belt, the NXT championship belt. So there are some rumblings through that Carmelo wants to challenge him. Let's see who challenges him first. But, you know, I think he's going to be great for NXT. Yeah, I have to admit, it, it, it feels like we've come a long way in the last couple of months with this show. And now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm up for the ride. I'm up for the ride as long as it lasts. I mean, I know like over at PWT.NXT, Tom really wants this show to go to Peacock because it doesn't belong on USA Network. And I'm okay with that if it does. That's more of a selfish thing because Tom wants to get rid of his cable and this is the only show left on the cable that he actually pays for. They don't do a replay on Peacock? But, but, but the problem is he has a show right afterwards. He has a, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right afterwards, so he needs to yeah, watch it right. live. He's watch it live. It's like the only reason it's all his cable because he does a, he does a post show for the show. That's the only reason. <laughs> but um, so there you go. But he can get changing of the guard. We have more releases in NXT. And um, translation: We're getting rid of Triple H's entire team while he's still recovering from heart heart issues. Um, William Regal, Samoa Joe, Gabe Sapolsky, Brian James. Um. Um, Hideki Suzuki, who was the leader, one of the people in the Diamond Mine, Timothy Thatcher and Danny Birch, all released. <laughs> all at one time, the William Regal one still shocks me. Because I'm sorry, even if you're changing the format of this show, wouldn't you want William Regal to still be there to help you recruit? Like, wouldn't you want him still there? <laughs> I guess not. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, Sal, your opinion on all this? Um, stupid, stupid, stupid. That's number one. Uh, number two, um, they, I mean, just like Triple H has no more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like everything that he did, as far as I know, is all gone. Like there is no more Triple H influence in. Except Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels only less. Shawn Michaels is no, only yeah, less. Yeah, except for Shawn Michaels. They're not going to fire Shawn Michaels. They're not going to fire Shawn Michaels. Like it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like. And uh, yeah, and, you know, it, it's 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 just, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But uh, whatever, what are you gonna do? Exactly. That's how I'm feeling about this at this point. Sad, but if you, I guess you have to completely cut everything off if you're going to redo everything. Dad, your thoughts? William Regal was the one that kind of got me. I mean, after everything that he's gone through with the organization, and he's done everything that you've told him to do, all of a sudden now you give him his walking papers. I just, I give me a good reason or rationale why you want to do it. You know, is it because he's not on board with the current product or is it because you figure that you want to get rid of him because of you know, his age where you need more younger viewers to turn in and basically they're not going to, you know, tune in because he's there and he doesn't fit, you know, the age you know, range that you're trying to sell your product to. I don't know. I don't get it. But I think the other thing is besides Shawn Michaels being there is 
I think Terry Taylor's still there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. But I, it sounds like Shawn Michaels is a figurehead in charge. And it yeah. sounds like it's now yeah. going to be very cross Like they're doing, which I actually have no issue with them doing this weird cross branding thing where it's like um, AJ Styles is on NXT and Riddle was on NXT and they're doing all this stuff. I have no issue with that. But yeah. don't mess up the show too much with terrible right. storylines. Even though we're in the WrestleMania season, here's the WrestleMania season. We don't have a lot of complaints about storylines during WrestleMania season. But like, just don't mess up the show too much, please. Like, please. Mm-hmm. All right, speaking of which, jumping over WWE, we had some injuries happen since we last spoke. Um, the big one was Sasha Banks at a house show had a bad foot injury, and now she'll be out six to eight weeks after surgery. I mean, or did it, is it like hanging off her leg? Like, what are we talking about? Like six to eight I don't, weeks? I, they had to stop the match. From what I heard, they had to stop the match Ugh. and get her out what of the she, ring. She broke her pinky toenail? I don't know. I just know it was a foot injury. That's all I knew, but she's going to be out six to eight weeks. She's going to be obviously Miss Normal. Probably you know, WrestleMania, which sucks for her. Like, to be honest here. I mean, like, going with my office theme, Michael Scott burned his foot on a George Foreman grill and still came into work. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Well, this is a, he also did <laughs> Russell against Charlotte Flair in a ring, in a match at a, at a show. Um, <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers has turf toe. Maybe she's got that toe. You mean Kobe toe? Yeah, that too. Aaron Rodgers is a bitch. There, I said it. Wow. Fair enough. Fight me. There you go. Shots fired. But fair enough. Sasha, I, I, she probably landed improperly. You know, after doing a move, that's the only thing I can think of. Oh, wow. Poor blue-headed bitch baby. Oh. Well, obviously, she was well enough to film, film whatever that was for the national championship game because she was in that weird, like, video on the national championship game. So obviously, she was well enough to do that. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, well, the, the, the funny part is, like, I would almost understand if, like, she had injured on the set of Mandalorian, but she's not even on this season of the show. So, like, <laughs> not even on this so, like, I would always understand if that happened there. Is, like, is but sister... it would have been, funny part is, they would have been on Disney's bill. They would have to deal with the bills. <laughs> so, so now, is this her, like, legitimate excuse to kind of, like, venture well, legit- and do things? If she legitimately hurt and she legitimately has to go to rehab, then it's not a good time to go to Disney projects. <laughs> I want to see her walking down the ring with that. The, the boot contraption. Can we have one person? I was just thinking, look at this. With the rumble coming up, we already have one person that's going to be making a big return from injury. We don't need Sasha there, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that over and over again until it happens. And once she doesn't show up, then I'll be sad. But anyway, <laughs> worry about that at the rumble in a couple of weeks. Uh, other big injury that happened that we were wondering why Drew McIntyre got jumped by Matt, by, um, by uh, Madcap and um, Happy Corbin at day no. one, it's because apparently he had a neck injury, a legit neck injury, and needed some time to rehab. He might miss the rumble because of it. I'm fine with that. So I, I don't know. Or I will find out. You know what's funny? This is one of those injuries that they don't give you a timeline. That means he'll be in the rumble. <laughs> he'll be in the rumble. Yeah, <laughs> that means to me. <laughs> um, and the other big story that broke this morning mm-hmm. on the positive side of injury. This is surprising. An I'm injury. <laughs> yeah, this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. And no, I'm not talking about Paige, even though Paige is trending on Twitter again because everyone wants it to be in the Rumble. No. Um, 
um, every year. It happens every, and he even jokes about it now. We're just like, oh, it must be January. I'm trending on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, Fightful reported this morning that Corey Graves has been cleared to wrestle after seven years away from the ring Woo-hoo. dealing with his concussion issues. So this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. He, I know he put his hand up. He wanted to be in the Rumble. So maybe he got himself cleared for the Rumble. I that mean, would be a good if, possibility. If, if that's going to happen, then I'm actually kind of upset that this news came out because it would have been so I know, same cool here. to same see here. him just be a complete surprise. It would have been like Christian and Edge. Where they, Edge especially, the Edge return was shocking, but like last year when Christian came to the ring and no one saw that so, one coming. Yeah. That would have been the same thing. <laughs> so does that mean he and his current girlfriend would be on the same... Beyond, no, fiance. Fiance. They are on the oh, same show. Fiance. I apologize. They are, and they are on the same show. Okay. They're on Raw. They're both on Raw. They're yeah, both, I know. Carmella is on yeah, the I mean, champion. He's on Raw. Like, are they going like, to have a storyline now where... I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I wouldn't even be shocked if he just got cleared to be in the Rumble. And then he went back to the commentary table, a la like a pass. <laughs> I just wanted to be in the Rumble. I just wanted to be in the Rumble. I wanted to wrestle one more time on my own terms. I didn't know who that being. Are, 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 are we going to do an entrance like Santino Morella and come in and go out? No, I don't think that much. But okay. it would be cool as hell. I don't even remember his theme music. Like, I have no idea what his theme music is. Like, I have zero clue. Like, I have no idea. It's going to be interesting if this happens. You know? Um, so this past Monday, we had a big title change. Did not expect to see this so soon. I figured they went to pay-per-view for this. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised this happened. Um, American Alpha, Chad Gable, and Otis, they are now the Raw Tag Team Champions. They beat RK Bro with Otis pinning, pinning Randy Orton clean. By the way, I was not aware of this until Chad Gable put this up on his Instagram. Apparently, the two of them are really, really best friends from back when they were the Olympics together, the Olympic training together. So I'm like, that's really cool. Like, I did not realize they were so close. But that explains a lot about their chemistry on screen. I did explain a lot. Oh, so <laughs> him, him and Otis? Yeah, apparently they're really tight, like legitimately okay. tight. They have been for years. Okay. And they've been trading partners for years, which explains their chemistry. That explained it. Like, I, I, I was wondering why they had this amazing chemistry. And that explains a lot about it. Uh, Sal, I know you're excited. Go ahead. Um, they really grew on me. Um, I had my arguments as i always do about otis tagging with somebody else and that whole fiasco with the uh with the money in the bank briefcase and they made him lose it and all that stuff and um but they like you mentioned they have really good chemistry on screen so it makes it really enjoyable and um you know when you sent me that story i had the same thought i said all right well that makes sense because you know if they if they've been friends and partners and training partners for over 10 years now it would totally explain why they click so well mm-hmm. exactly i agree 100 percent on the idea's thoughts i was shocked that they did this on regular television not pay-per-view like you said um i oh, i'm kind of torn um because rk bro is just so red hot and uh you know, the situation between Riddle and Orton, I mean, it, it, was, it was great. And now you get, you know, Alpha Academy. Uh, let's see what happens. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure who's going to be who's going to be next to step up and, and challenge him for the belt. 
Well, I, I, I'm going to guarantee there'll be a rematch. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it was Jason Powell that said it perfectly that this actually kind of helped the tag division because Ricardo Bro did beat everybody. Mm-hmm. And now you could do Alpha Academy versus like the Street Profits. You're against the Mysterio. You could do other things. You don't even have to have them at the heel team. They could be a quasi babyface team, but the crowd seems to like them. So like you could do both. You don't have to Viking have Raiders. Like, the, heel team. the Viking Raiders, things like that. You could do that. Yeah. And have some fun with this. Um, and you know what's cool? I had thought about this. There's a possibility that Chad and Otis enter WrestleMania with title belts. That wow. is a cool thing to think about. That's a really cool thing to think about. Speaking of championships, though, one of the weirder situations that happened in a long time, right before day one. If New Year's Eve wasn't weird enough as it was. If New Year's Eve wasn't strange enough, as we talked about earlier. Yes, it was. New Year's Day, we all get an alert on all of our phones that Roman Reigns has COVID. Hours before the pay-per-view. <laughs> One of the weirdest updates I've seen in a long time. How and, convenient. <laughs> so the question uh-huh. I have, and a lot of people, a lot of people said it. What actually did he get COVID? Because he was he got pulled randomly from all the house shows over the weekend, like over the weekend before that. And um, but yeah, maybe he got COVID earlier. They knew he was he was gonna be okay, so they pulled him off this show for precautionary reasons and then went from there. So they had to do something with Brock Lesnar. They threw him in the WWE Championship match. And then they had him win the title. Um, sure. Okay. Um, and then um, they have him pin Big E, which is even weirder. Uh, and I do give credit. At least they're giving Big E a story where, unlike Kofi, where it's like, oh, my God, I lost the belt, and I'm actually sad about it. Instead <laughs> of just crushing a pancake and never talking about it again. Um, <laughs> um, so that happened. And then we'll get to the rest. Um, what do you think of Brock with the title? And also, the question is, I can't be the only one really enjoying Brock Lesnar's character right now. Like, I love Brock Lesnar's character right now, Sal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like fun Brock Lesnar because it's just so different than what we're used to seeing. So it's like a nice change of pace that he's coming out, he's talking, he's being silly, he's got a smile on his face, he's, he's uh, dressed to impress, as somebody on Twitter had said. Um with his fantastic outfits and somebody had uh, said on, I think it was Twitter or Facebook. Uh, I can't believe in 2022, I'm actually looking forward to watching Raw because I want to see what Brock I said that to you. I said that to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I like this Brock. I like fun. I mean, I don't know if you remember, uh, you know, Brock party, that whole like three weeks where he was Brock party for a while. That was fucking hysterical. Like I had so much fun watching that Brock Lesnar and um, you know, he's having fun now and he's not really, a bad guy uh it's no he's not it's weird it's weird it's it's odd um but i'm enjoying it i'm having a lot of fun watching it and you know we i've gone through how long about being like oh my god it's monday i have to watch raw this is so stupid and now (laughs) i'm like oh wow it's monday i get to watch raw because brock lesnar's on it's awesome yeah it's funny about it i i i should be dreading brock winning the title and i'm not like i should be upset about this and I'm not. Like, it's really strange. Like, I, don't even, I can't even explain why I'm not upset about it. Like, that again, your thoughts? I, I, I think it... How can I put it? The way things were set up was just... Um, I, like, Salsa, kind of coincidental, but I think to do this, it was good for Raw. It was good for their business. Because now you got people turning in to see, you know... 
the funny the funny Brock and, and see what he's gonna do. Well, next. I, I read that their ratings actually went up a little bit. I'm interested yeah. how it went up against the. I didn't get a chance to look at the ratings up against the national championship game. But but like before the national championship game, and this problem is now they're going up against a playoff football game on Monday, you know, which is something I've never dealt with before. Like, fun, so I'm interested how that's gonna go. I, I love funny Brock because all of a sudden, as Paul's gonna do his spiel, he basically taps him on the shoulder and takes the mic, and you know, I was like, I got it. And then when he does his like imitation of Paul Heyman. It just cracks me up. <laughs> I think I think I said it. I said it when we're watching Monday night. I, I'm Friday night or Monday. Night. I forgot what night I said this, but I I think I've seen Brock Lesnar smile more since January, since like since December, than I have in the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, you know, honest, I mean, like he smiled more since like November, December than he has in twenty years. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole thing is when they set up the thing between him and Roman. And he had, you know, the contract signing and his boots on the table and laid back. He had this smile. Like, Who had personality? Who knew? Who you know? knew? <laughs> and, and then they make fun of him. Well, would you just come from your farm or something? Well, yeah, I came from my ranch. And you got a problem with that? You know? Um, what I was going to say also was um, Paul Heyman, I, I openly laughed when Paul, when Brock is talking to Lashley. And then he's like, He's talking about um, MVP suit. And Lashley says, you're making jokes. And Brock goes, hey, Paul, knock, knock. <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair. Because Paul goes and says, I never, now I've seen everything. Philadelphia and Brock Lesnar been doing knock, knock jokes. <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair laughing. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's so funny. But anyway, with, one last thing with Brock Lesnar, though, and Robert Lesnar and Paul Heyman, how the hell did we end up in this weird, like love triangle with Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman. Like, how the hell did this happen? Like, we're literally watching like Paul Heyman, like, like asking his ex, like, almost like his ex girlfriend to bring him back into the relationship. It was just bizarre. Someone on Friday Here's, I'm like, what is going on? But here's here's the new concept because now that Brock is on Raw, and Roman's still on Brock's everywhere. Brock's everywhere. Brock's everywhere. But, you know, Roman's on SmackDown. Paul Heyman's got the best of both worlds. He really does. You know, and, and let's see what they do with the storyline. My thing is, I would love for him to, like, do this turn on Brock, you know, and saying that he was set up with by Roman Reigns to infiltrate and get, get back with Brock. That wouldn't shock me. You know? I, I have a weird feeling that when we get at the Rumble – we're getting Brock and we're getting Lashley Lesnar and we're getting Roman Seth. And this is my theory. And it's probably changing between now and the rumble, depending on storyline. My theory mm-hmm. is they're going to have, depending on the order of the matches, obviously the rumble is going to be last. We're going to have Roman cost Brock his title. And then Brock in turn cost Roman his title. And then we're going to have them actually have a match at WrestleMania without titles on the line. Instead of having another championship match between both men, but I think that actually will be what they do. But they don't need to have a title for their match. They don't need a title. No, they don't need one. No, but so I don't know if that's for, for Roman to end his reign, though. And exactly what I was thinking. The only problem with that would be ending Roman reign. That's the only right. problem with my theory. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Right? I mean, my Thank theory you. was they were going to do title for title at Mania, and then either have Brock. And his reign and be champion of both shows, 
or it could go the other way around and let's get this Roman train going a little bit further, have him beat Brock. And now Roman, head of the table, is now champion of both shows. The only thing I see a problem in there is I don't know if they want to do that and burn out the character. That's my issue with that. Like, you really want to burn out the character, have mumble shows, and probably burn out the story. That's the only problem I see with it. The one thing I can see them doing is putting the belt on Lashley and then having Lashley versus Big E in a rematch at Mania. I can see that happening. And it keeps Big E in the main event where he belongs. Yes, but what's going to be a bigger draw? True. Well, then you still headline with Roman and Lesnar, though. You still headline with that match. My my thing is he might be too nice to work with. You're too nice to work with. My my thing so, would be is if you want to do a, a a nice match between Brock and Roman, that Brock would is stipulate a challenge. Like if I win, then the bloodline becomes dissolved. That's intriguing. The problem with that is didn't Roman randomly throw a stipulation in his match with John Cena saying if I lose to John Cena, then I will leave WWE. So obviously he knew John Cena was going to lose. Like <laughs> had to do automatically. Well, there you go. Like that's the problem with something like that. You know, that's the problem with that. They're making way too much money with the bloodline right now to break them up. So you know Roman's going to win that match. That's the only problem with something like that. <laughs> um, I will say that if Roman keeps his belt through Mania and wins that Mania, it's going to be ridiculous because that means he will have won back-to-back WrestleMania as champion from the same reign. Well, and I don't remember the last time that's happened. Like, I can't it, remember the last time that's happened. <sighs> wasn't there talk that WrestleMania would be Rock versus not Roman? Year. It's not going to happen this year. With the pandemic and everything and Rock's movie schedule, there's no way it's going to happen this year. It's no way. Probably next year. It'll probably happen next that. year. Yeah, the problem is it'll probably happen in Hollywood next year. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on. One last note I have on here. Royal Rumble news this week. We're obviously going to talk about the Rumble in two weeks in full. But there was some crazy news that broke down um, on SmackDown last week in the most random fashion I've ever seen ever, where Charlotte comes to the ring, say, oh, the Royal, the Royal Rumble is coming up. And I, and I just happen to have this video package to show who's going to be in the Rumble. And we rolled this video. And they start naming people that are on the roster. It's not that big of a deal. And all of a sudden, the Bella Twins are on the screen. Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what happening? The Bella Twins Keep are going. back. And then going. Michelle McCool's on the screen. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, yep. What's going on? And then you see Kelly Kelly. And I'm like, all right. And then Mickey James pops up on the screen. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but, and then we kept the, going. The, the, then we kept going. Uh, then we kept going. Okay, and then right. Summer Rae came up, which I'm like, wait, Summer Rae? There's a name I haven't heard in long. There's a name I haven't heard in years. And then Lita it's comes on. Time. And then Lita comes on the screen. And I'm like, yay, Lita. And then Trisha announced that she's going to she's gonna try to do what Brock tried to do a couple of years ago and enter the Rumble as champion and win and take her opponent. But the important part here is Mickey James is in the Royal Rumble. And then you go online and the WWE Twitter account and Pat McAfee on the show go and say, oh, Mickey James is the Impact Wrestling, Impact Knockout Champion. I'm like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> Why would you spoil that ahead of time? Like the whole thing about the Rumble is the surprise entrance. Now, granted, right. obviously, there's still, like, there's still like 12 spots that need to be filled. But yeah. like, 
you want to have Twitter blow up and explode, why waste announcing her ahead of time when you could have her come out with nobody, obviously nobody would have had any idea right. that she would have been there. Twitter would have fucking exploded. And Correct. Especially because the right. problem is, the problem also with it hard to kill, you then are kind of spoiling your big match of Mickey versus Diana. Because now you're not going to want to take the belt off Mickey. You're not going to want to take the belt off her because WWE is going to allow her to bring the belt to the Rumble. So right. why would you take the belt off her? So that spoils one of your main events, your main event for Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, right. But again, though, more people watched Hard to Kill because they wanted to know if Mickey James is going to take the belt or not. So that also <laughs> helped it impact. See, okay. so look at it that way. Impact's got a big rub front. Like got massive from front. So, <laughs> so now here's the thing that if you want to have your ace in the hole, so to speak, uh, somebody that's not announced or you're not going to announce, Trish Stratus. Probably, but I found that Trish, if we did that at the first one, I was actually James would have been the, you know what I mean? Like, I, you could just, that yeah, been I the know. Soccer. That would have been, been so yep. amazing. Yep. That would have yep. been a shocker. Like it would have been a like big come shocker. on and have her fucking wear the belt too. Like come on. Who would have like, nobody would have said coming? Nobody would have thought. But it's a good but at the same time, this also makes WWE look really good and they're now working with companies now. They're not working with other companies again. Yeah, like, where they got that idea really. from. I know, I know. It's intriguing. Um what about what about a name that keeps popping up? Tessa Blanchard. No, WWE won't touch no. her. WWE's not gonna touch her. WWE, WWE not going to touch her because of her because of her history. They won't touch yeah. her. I mean, if They're AEW won't hire her, what does that tell you? <laughs> I agree, one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent true. And they hire everyone, pretty much. It feels like it, doesn't it? They're almost, they hire everybody. It's almost like WWE is challenging them with these last couple losses. Like, try us. We try hiring everybody now. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. Go <laughs> on, Tony. Hire everybody. <laughs> Come on, all these people that are released. Come on, this will be great for the company. It kind of feels like you're playing chicken with AEW 25 now. Like, yeah, come on, do it. <laughs> there, there, there you go. The new slogan for AEW We hire everybody. Oh my god. Um, anyway, the other big thing coming out is a rumor going around, but I'll believe it when I see it. This is one of those rumors, I'll believe it when I see it that there will be an unexpected quote unquote forbidden door entered in the men's rumble. Do you I know have no name? idea what that means. I have no idea what that means. I have okay. no idea. The word go, the rumor everyone wants to see would be Jericho to come out to Judas. And the place would go crazy. <laughs> but, I would fucking flip out. That would be something I'd like to see personally. I don't know what this means. You know like, who I, I would book, love? Who? MJF. Oh my God, that would be the biggest troll job in history. Of oh, no, 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 no. I got one. I got one. Kenny Omega. Oh my God. No, he's hurt. He's hurt. He can't. And yeah. Mox is not going to do it. Mox is not. As, as Mandy said, they're not going to. Mox is not going to come back at the Royal Rumble. No, no, he won't. Be a, a w show to make no, he won't. By the way, speaking no. of Mox, did you hear that he's got booked on a show? Really? The, there's somebody announcing he's booking for him in a couple of months. In a couple of months, like after like Revolution, like it's like maybe April. Okay. WrestleMania like for AEW or no, an indie show, an indie, oh. one of the indie, and one of the WrestleMania weekend shows is promoting him for a show. I, I, I have to be a big deal. That's a really big deal that Box is being promoted for a show in April. 
So that yeah. means expecting him back to AEW soon, I guess. At least by revolution. You know? Hold on, let me shit on the back of my TV. I'll be right back. Don't worry about it. Um, so so I, I, Jer- I guess Jericho would be probably the, the logical choice. I know. If they threw something else out there, it'd be really damn cool. But Jericho was on the Steve Austin show on WWE Network. Which, by the way, boosted AEW's ratings that week. Which cracked me okay. up, by the way, when I heard that one. That boosted the ratings for AEW that week. Yay! But, but um, but that that is that, and I I'm intrigued by all this. So I mean, here's the thing: if comes out and all of a sudden you play the walls of Jericho, you know. Oh, well, like I said, if you do Judas, the place will erupt. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the place will go nuts. Well, here's if the thing: is he would be. Is he allowed to do that? It's his music. It's his song. I understand that. Like Japan, I mean, they, to the would, point where New Japan can't even play the song because they own because Fozzie owns it and it costs too much. Like I was watching Wrestle Kingdom 12 okay. last week and his music is muted because it costs too much money to pay for it on a replay in New Japan. Like it costs too much money. Like it's hysterical to me. Well, that Tony I, and, Khan pays apparently pays Fozzie for the rights to play their song. Right. It's one of the weirdest situations I've ever heard. So, so I mean, here's things. the thing. I mean, if that's the case, I don't think WWE would pay the money to use it. I think they'd use, you know, break the walls down because they've got it. True. Or you, you break the walls down and you go into Judas. That would be maybe that would make my fucking day. <laughs> that would make my day. Um so there you go. I'm gonna see if I can actually use because apparently she did use Spotify, so I want to see if I can actually <laughs> end the show properly okay so let's see if we can do this um there we go sal what are we closing the show with if i can get this door uh so this was a uh like a remix remake of uh lincoln parks in the end uh done by tommy prophet and i forgot exactly where it popped probably on spotify and I was like, oh, this is really cool. So there we go. Yeah, so that's what we're going to close the show with here. Um, I, I, understand, I I didn't expect this one when you sent it to me. And funny part is you sent it to me like two weeks ago. And I'm like, this will be my next outro. And I'm like, I have to find what you said. <laughs> I have to find it. Okay. It would have been like three weeks and you texted me that. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's get out of here, Sal. Go for it. Uh, for more information on our show, including where you can hear our show, uh, go to the BlakeSensor.com or Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages and comment, please, and leave a rating and review, please, and we will read it on the show. Uh, we are um, part of the Wisconsin Podcast Association, National Podcast Association. For more information, go to podcastassociation.com or follow them on the social medias. Dad, to you. Hey, question. How many listeners do we have now? Um, uh, actually, more than you realize. Oh, okay. <laughs> 11. Are we in a double digits now? Like, Ooh. Uh, you'd be surprised. If I showed you the numbers, you'd be shocked. Actually, I'm not going to lie. You'd be shocked. So I would I would say at this point, hey, you know, it, it's your pleasure. And, you know, please, if you have a local independent wrestling organization where you live at, please patronize these people. These are young men and women. They're coming up in the ranks of sports entertainment, professional wrestling. You'd be amazed on what they can do and what they can show you and how they entertain you. So please patronize these people. Uh, also, please, you know, let's have more patience with each other. Let's learn to understand the way things are. And, you know, 
It's common sense, people. Mask up, vaccinate, stay distance. You know, we don't want to basically have this this new variant of COVID basically kick everyone's ass when you were doing so well, so close, and then everyone has to fuck it up. Come on, use common sense and love each other. Oh, um, by the way, so you were curious. I, I quickly jumped up. And I, I meant to actually bring this up on the last show. I, because we were so busy last show, I didn't get a chance to. We passed um, the, the pivotal 11,500 download numbers for the show. Overall, since we went back back to back over to our own thing about a year and a half ago. So we were over, to, we're over 11,000 11, and a half downloads for the show. That was All a right. big deal number. That's a big number for an independent show. All right. so, uh, <laughs> so I just want to throw that out there. And and one, another another day when we have more time, I'll actually run through. There's like a whole bunch of cool stuff, information that comes off this website that we go off speaker oh, that like cool. tells us like locations and all that kind of stuff. Like we have, we have an international audience that we just don't talk about much. It's, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Oh. Um, so all right, let's wrap up here. Next week, uh, we'll be back. It's it's more Rumble season, so we don't know what's gonna happen next. For me today, we're never gonna talk about Mickey James gonna be in the Rumble the last time we were on here. So who knows? We don't know what we're gonna talk about next week. Um, <laughs> We'll figure it out next next time we're here. So that being said, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. We love you guys. Please be safe and do the right thing. The end, it doesn't even matter. I so song and uh i'd like to dedicate it to dj oh thanks i uh i used to sing this to dj when she was just a little girl and i I really hope she likes it right now i got sunshine on a cloudy day when it's cold outside i got the month of may
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blake and Sal Show with Mark, episode number 208. I'm your host, Blake. Good to bring on my co-host. You said 208? What did I say? You said oh, 208. My bad. Episode 408. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Thank <laughs> you.